Welcome to The Cosmic Calling, a podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs and creative souls on a mission to align their life and career with the cosmos. I'm Natalie Wallstein, career astrologer at Soulshine Astrology, and I hope you're ready to unlock your cosmic calling. When it comes to being confused about your career, Have you ever wished you could simply peer into a crystal ball to see where you'll end up or even just what your next step should be to get you closer to your dream job? I know that's something I used to wish. That's why I would obsessively read my horoscope, trying to figure out what to do and not to do or even just to hear some words of wisdom to know that I'm on the right path and that how I'm feeling each day is valid. But there is so much more to astrological forecasting than this. In this episode, I really want to dive deeper into the concept of forecasting using astrology to explain what it is and what it's not as well as how we can use it to figure out what we're meant to be focusing on right now, what we're meant to be challenged by, and how to use this information to our advantage to make more conscious decisions on the path toward fulfilling our cosmic calling. So let's go back to the crystal ball analogy for a moment. As alluring as it might be to want to know exactly how things are going to play out in your life, astrology isn't really like a crystal ball at all. Astrological forecasting can give you an amazing idea about the energetic framework around what is going on for you right now or in the past or future and a greater understanding on why things are happening the way they are in your life, as well as how long those challenges or that window of opportunity will last for you. But it isn't going to hand you the complete picture, like perhaps a crystal ball might, if you are someone who could read crystal balls. It can tell you why you feel the way you do due to the planets involved, but it can't tell you which exact circumstances led you to feel that way or what circumstances will lead you to feeling better. For example, when Jupiter, the planet of growth and abundance, crossed over my career line in 2016, although unbeknownst to me because I had just started really diving into astrology, If I knew what I know now, I would be able to assume that an exciting idea around my career would be expanded into being, and I may even become a lot more clear about what it is I'm meant to be doing by following what is exciting me at that time. But I wouldn't know what that idea was or how it would be sparked or what would inspire the idea. Do you see what I mean? This is a really important distinction because I think a lot of people think that being able to foresee the future is some kind of crazy voodoo devil magic. But with astrological forecasting, it's really just the measurement of energy. 
And explaining what forecasting is and what it is not is a really important part of my mission because it isn't magic. In a way, it's science because a lot of it is about tracking angles like geometry of planets and how fast they move based on their mass and distance and things like that. And through this amazing art slash science slash study of astrological forecasting, we have this amazing power to know exactly where the planets are going to be at any given time. Their orbits have been scientifically calculated. So as different planets match up in the sky or match up in our charts, we're able to get an idea of the energies that will be at play but not necessarily how they'll come into play. This is what's so wonderful about astrological forecasting, because no matter what, you still have free will. You're still able to decide if you want to take the high road or the low road, if you're going to let something traumatic or difficult take you down or to rise above. It gives you the power to create your own reality, by giving you greater insight into the cards you've been dealt. That means astrology isn't going to rain on your parade by ruining the story of your life. It's not like getting a spoiler on who is going to win Project Runway or whatever your favorite show is before you've gotten a chance to watch the episode. You still get to experience every up and down and twist and turn on the roller coaster of life. Except that this time with astrology, you understand why you're going up and down and turning all around, and you can discover when the current chapter of challenges will end. Now, there are a few different ways of using forecasting within astrology, which is a really important thing to talk about because I don't think a lot of people realize all of the different ways you can do this. Horoscopes, which are most often people's introduction to astrology, are written based on the collective experience as filtered into the lens of the 12 zodiac signs. So that means an astrologer is looking at what is going on in the sky right now and then considering how each zodiac sign would view those events based on their position in the sky. For example, let's say that Mercury was going to align with Jupiter. Mercury is the planet of our mindset, our conversations, our ideas, our communications. And as I've mentioned before, Jupiter is the planet of growth and abundance. So when Mercury aligns with Jupiter, this gives us all an opportunity to come up with exciting ideas or have an exciting conversation that makes us feel abundant. So that would be the general forecast for the collective. But when we filter it through the zodiac signs, we can give each person a little bit more insight into how this will show up in their life or which area of life it will show up in at least. So let's say Mercury and Jupiter are lining up in Sagittarius. For the zodiac sign Sagittarius, this would be considered their first house of identity and leadership. When it comes to writing horoscopes, you always base the houses on the sun houses because astrologers don't have access to every single person's rising sign. 
This is why you can read your horoscope for your rising sign and your sun sign. And actually, your rising sign is typically a little bit more accurate because it's what you're currently focusing on, whereas your sun house or sun sign horoscope is based on something that you're going through on an evolutionary level that you may or may not have chosen for yourself to go through. You're still not really choosing what you're focusing on if it's based on your rising sign, but you feel like you are. Like that's where your mind already wanted to go. So hopefully that makes a little bit of sense. So if Mercury and Jupiter are lining up in Sagittarius and you're a Sagittarius, which would make it your first house of identity and leadership, for you, the exciting ideas that are coming up would be related to your sense of leadership or your identity. Maybe you'll get a really good idea for branding yourself, for example, or maybe you'll get a big boost of confidence to want to put yourself out there more or take a stand for something that's important to you. This is where the art of creative writing comes in, because then you're able to make suggestions based on ways this could show up in someone's life. However, if you're a Scorpio, Sagittarius would be in your second house of values, desires, and goal setting because Sagittarius comes right after Scorpio. So for Scorpio, that means that these exciting ideas or conversations will be happening related to your goals or your sense of self-worth or figuring out what you want in life or having a conversation that you're going to get something that you wanted. And based on that system, around and around the wheel you could go, assigning an area of life to each zodiac sign based on where this astrological event is falling, and then shooting out the possibilities that could ensue for each of those life areas to relate it back to their real life using creative writing. So that's a very basic explanation for how horoscopes work. Now, forecasts would just be the part about how Mercury is lining up with Jupiter in Sagittarius without the explanation of which area of life it would fall in because a forecast is typically written for everyone without regards to what their sign would be. So like a new moon forecast or a full moon forecast or even the posts I read on Instagram, these are all considered forecasts if they're not broken down by the signs. In my online astrology course, Unlock Your Cosmic Calling, I teach you how to do both of these methods of writing horoscopes and forecasts. But for those who have no intention of writing articles for other people, I also teach a third method, which is more like personal forecasting. This is also the method I use when I do private astrology readings for my clients, and it is by far the most specific form of forecasting. There are many ways you can do personal forecasting for yourself, but essentially what you're doing is seeing how the planets in the sky are pinging off of your own planets. And it's by knowing this that you can understand why you feel the way you do and why you're currently dealing with the things that are happening in your world. Here's how it works. First, you take your birth chart, and then you take a look at where the planets are in the sky right now and either keep those two charts side by side, or the professional way would be to combine them together, which is something that is referred to as a bi-wheel because it's two wheels in one. 
From there, you can find out what your biggest area of growth is right now by seeing which of your houses on your astrology chart Jupiter currently falls in, since it is the planet of growth. So if Jupiter is currently at 14 degrees of Sagittarius on the chart that shows where the planets are in the sky right now, then you would look on your own astrology chart and see which house 14 degrees of Sagittarius would fall in for you. And that will allow you to understand which area of your life the universe is bringing you blessings into. And I know this is something I've mentioned before on a past episode, but this is a really good way to know what to focus on. Because what you focus on within the area of your life Jupiter is bringing opportunities into will grow much faster and much more effectively than any other area in your life that you may be tempted to focus on. So it can help you narrow down your plans to make the most of that area since Jupiter will only be in this area for about 11 to 12 months depending on the size of your house before it moves on to the next. And then it won't be back for about 12 years. By the way, houses are something we went through in much more depth in episode 10. If you're hearing about houses and you're wanting to learn more about them and how they work, especially related to forecasting. Another thing you can do is you can see what your biggest challenge is for this year by determining which of your houses Saturn is currently in. So if Saturn in the sky is currently at 14 degrees of Capricorn, you would look at your own chart to see which house 14 degrees of Capricorn falls into for you. And that will tell you what your biggest challenge is right now. This is especially useful to know because this is pretty much always the area you're having the most trouble with right now. It's nice to be validated and to know that whatever struggles you have are happening for a very clear reason. It's just your time in life to deal with those things. And best of all, with astrology, we can know when the struggles in this area will end or how much further we still have to go. So if it's going to be a long time, we can pace ourselves. The challenges and opportunities that are coming to you in life always happen in divine timing. But divine timing doesn't have to be this magical woo-woo thing that only spirit guides get to know or something that's just completely random. It can actually be tracked using astrology. How amazing is that? You can also discover what your current focus is for the month by seeing which of your houses the sun currently falls in. This helps you zero in on what the universe wants you to be working on right now, which area of your life you're meant to be furthering, and why situations are coming up for you to deal with this area. For example, the sun is currently in my ninth house of education, exploration, and self-discovery. And wouldn't you know it, I'm planning a trip and seeking new adventures and experiences both inside and outside of my work. And I'm getting ready to promote my online course where I teach the things I've learned. Without fail, astrology always aligns with our lives. Or is it vice versa? Then there's Mars, which shows what is motivating you in the moment. 
and Venus, which shows what you value in the moment, and on and on. The current placement of each and every planet and point can help you understand why you currently care about the things you care about right now. It's like synchronicities that are actually planned by the cycle of time. When I do a forecast for a client, I also tell them about other major planetary alignments and how they will be affected by them. For example, if one of the outer planets in the sky, like Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, or Pluto, crosses over any one of your planets, you're going to be greatly affected by that. I can foresee times when you may be ready to quit your job and do something else, I can foresee times that are filled with blessings and opportunities where a dream will be coming true for you, something that you've always wanted or wanted for a long time, and I can see when really difficult challenges will be affecting you, as well as give you tips and resources and advice on how to get through those things too. That's always been something that's really important to me as an astrologer is not just to tell someone, wow, your life really sucks right now, but to give them support and guidance on how to work with whatever cards they've been dealt. Because the purpose of all of this to me isn't to dwell like, oh, poor me, the universe is beating up on me right now. In fact, I always think if there's really difficult things happen, like, wow, this is so exciting. You're going to grow and learn so much and become a wiser, stronger, more intelligent person. And the challenges in our lives often become part of the story that we use to tell others how they can overcome the things we've been through. I see that time and time again in the spiritual entrepreneur field, especially. So even though I can foresee all of these different things, since I have the knowledge of astrological forecasting, I can't tell you how these things will come about. I couldn't tell you that you're going to get fired, only that a big change will be coming to you in your work or an ending of some kind. I couldn't tell you that the offer on your new house will get accepted but I could tell you that something wonderful is going to happen for you related to your home and family life, for example. You can look at your life and guess based on the current trajectory of how things are currently going for you, how they might come to be. But being an astrologer and only having your chart with no other information, I could only explain the framework of energy that will be present and which feelings will be cultivated from those events. So that's something I really wanted to clear up about forecasting. Is it still an incredible tool for personal growth and for gaining a deeper understanding of the things you're going through or will be going through or have gone through? Absolutely. Will it help you plan out your year so you're focusing on the right things at the right times for maximum growth? Yes, definitely. Can it help you plan out your launch down to the day and even the hour you should send out an important email? It actually can. But is it going to spoil your life story and tell you exactly how things will go down? No, no, it will not. And thank goodness for that. You know when you're trying to search for a movie to watch on Netflix and your friend wants to see a movie you've already watched? 
you're probably not going to want to watch it again because you already know how it ends, unless it was really good, or if you've been looking for a really long time and you just want to start something already. And how many times have you reread a book you bought more than once? I know some people don't mind doing those things if they really love the book or movie or if it's like Harry Potter, but what I'm trying to get at is that life is still meant to be experienced in all of its fullness, and thank goodness astrology doesn't ruin that for us. Going back briefly to this idea of planning out a launch, since I know this is something a lot of people want to use astrology for in their business, and probably something we should have an episode on in the future— I will quickly say this is something you could figure out by looking at how the planets in the sky are forming angles with your own planets. This is a much more specific form of astrological forecasting, which means it requires a higher level of understanding of how the planets work and how they interact with each other. There are positive angles that form when the energy will be flowing harmoniously bringing luck and opportunities and abundance, and then there are angles where the energy will be blocked or challenged, bringing obstacles or a need to make adjustments in order to cultivate a more favorable outcome. And these angles can last a long time or a short time, depending on the planets involved. But this is how you would get down to the nitty-gritty and know something like, for example, on October 12th at 3.22 p.m. Pacific, that's when I'll send out my first launch email, because that's when there is a positive angle between Venus in the sky and Jupiter on your chart. Venus is the planet of money, and Jupiter is the planet of growth. So together, that could very well spell the growth of your finances. But to say how much you're going to make, now that is not up to astrology. Knowing your audience and doing the work behind your business strategy obviously make a big difference in this as well. And moon phases come into this equation too, since we know there are times in the month when we're working towards something and times in the month when we are meant to be taking a step back and reflecting a little bit more. And you probably want to launch during that time of moving forward, unless the product that you're launching has to do with reflection, like a journaling course, for example. All of that being said, forecasting is a pretty big subject and there are a lot of nuances to it. But if you are interested in learning how to harness this ability for your own life or for business planning or yearly planning for personal development purposes, or you want to learn how to write your own horoscopes or forecasts, then you will love my online astrology course, Unlock Your Cosmic Calling, because I break it all down for you in a really easy to understand way, using lots of beautiful visuals so that you can harness the power for yourself and you won't even need to hire an astrologer. I still remember when I first learned how to write horoscopes. It was like a light bulb went off. I felt like I had unlocked the keys to the universe. Haven't you always wondered how people do that? Now, I barely ever read my horoscope. And this is coming from the girl who was obsessed with reading it before. Because I can get so much more specific about what is happening on my own, which is amazing. And through my course, you could have this power too. 
If you'd like to dive into the course, forecasting is covered all throughout level two, and a special offer is just about to begin from September 1st through the 21st, whether you enroll in all three levels or just start with level one. I also hop on a call once a month in our student-only Facebook community to answer astrology questions, even really specific ones about your chart. So it's kind of like you have me there to pick my brain anytime you want. If this all sounds amazing to you, go to unlockyourcosmiccalling.com and hop on the email list to be the first to know when the special offer will go live. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode has helped open your eyes to the benefits as well as the limitations of astrological forecasting and has helped you understand the different methods and techniques that can be used to understand the energy that's at play for you. For complete episode show notes, check out soulshineastrology.com slash episode 52. For more information on astrology readings, reports, and classes to help you unlock your cosmic calling and to sign up to receive my weekly and monthly forecasts, check out soulshineastrology.com. You can also follow along elsewhere by searching for Soulshine Astrology on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review for The Cosmic Calling wherever you love to listen. And if you screenshot your review and email it to info at soulshineastrology.com, you'll receive a code to get 10% off an astrology reading or report. In our next episode, I'm taking you through the monthly forecast for September as we discuss all things Virgo season, the full moon in Pisces, and so much more. Stay tuned.